welcome, welcome, podcast viewers. This is a, a live cast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. It is Fret Talk number 139. Hard to believe we've we've lasted that long. Uh, <laughs> you're here with your host, it's me, but you're also here with the guy who rhymes with me, it's Lee. Say all right, Lee. All right, mate. Hello, hello, hello. Say hi, Matt. <laughs> Where is he? He's he's not here, but we've we've got to, we've got <laughs> to fill in for him. Uh, we are joined by uh, an amazing, amazing dude and special guest today. It's Mister Alex of Xander Effects. What up? Hi. How's it going? Yeah, all good, all good. I mean, it's, oh, it's it's better than watching Top Gear, isn't it? On a on a Sunday night, this. I didn't even know. Is, is Top Gear still going? Uh, I, it's been years, absolutely. <laughs> but that's the thing you think of when it's Sunday night. It's Top Gear night. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching through the latest series of Top Gear. It's really good. The last the one I watched yesterday it's cracked me up. Go on, Lee. Give us give us a, a rundown of the, the latest, <laughs> the latest fucking series. I, sh- of... I, sh- I shall not. I shall not because uh, we we've got loads to talk about, and I could talk about cars for ages. We just don't want that, really, do we? I am wearing a Guinness shirt though to celebrate um, St. Paddy's Day. Paddy's, yeah, yeah. And you you're coughing to celebrate something something else that's going on <laughs> so, in the world. Yeah, something we can't mention because this is going live on um, on YouTube as well. So, my colleague, if you can watch um, YouTube for comments, and I'll keep an eye on Facebook for comments. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I, I really should be doing. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll get on that. Um, lovely. Cheers. I'm still on the I'm still on the streaming trial. Actually, let's uh, let's get get that off. <laughs> um, our, our secret uh, our secret little um, that's it. It's tryout. Pink. Peek behind the curtain here, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's it. Right, yeah. Whilst I'm looking for this, um, Lee, fill us in, please. So what's going on today? Right. Okay, so, um, Alex, you have uh, officially re-announced the Junipero, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, not really kind of re-announced. It's more... Um, it's it's been a one of those things it's just been a slow burner and obviously for, for obvious reasons there's there's had setbacks and, and delays um but now we're, we're just we're waiting on kind of the last basically the last part to arrive and then it can come out but yeah the, the video um for the from the, the unit that i've got uh dropped today um and it's kind of the first full look at um all the patches and all the sounds that the pedal can make kind of in one kind of coherent piece because there are there are little bits floating about on, on YouTube from, from Nan and, and places like that but um, the first kind of official thing from, from us yeah yes. that's cool um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about it because it's a it's a um, a multi uh, modulation pedal really isn't it yeah yeah so it's been um, in the works for nearly two years now um it's uh something that i've wanted to do for for a long time um just because of my love of kind of choruses and and modulation effects you're not alone but um yeah obviously you know starting out it's you know fuzzies and stuff are easier to work on at the beginning um you're still trying to find your feet and that so it was obviously 
quite an ambitious project to take on and obviously haven't done, <laughs> haven't done it by halves with what's kind of come out the end. Um, so yeah, it's, um, in a nutshell, it's eight modulation effects. So you've got chorus, uh, a couple of choruses, flanger, phaser, tremolo, harmonic tremolo, uh, ring modulator, aliaser. Um, and then on top of that, the kind of functionality that wraps around those eight effects, um, are full stereo in and out, um, tap tempo with five subdivisions, five onboard presets, uh, full MIDI and expression control, uh, buffered or true bypass. Um, yeah, and that, that kind of covers most of it. So the, the way I've tried to kind of explain it to people is if you think of it as like a, a Wampler Terraform or a Strymon Mobius, but from like a small independent builder coming from that kind of angle rather than from a, from a large company. Yeah, so it's like the MD um, five hundred and the Terraform and those sort of things. Yeah, that's really cool. That's um, well, tell us. You, you say you got a couple of choruses on there. What are the different choruses? So the first, uh, the first. I'll, I'll run through the patches quick. So you've got. Uh, so the, the first patch is just like a classic chorus with a, a detune control. So um, for, for context, all all the patches have a rate depth and then uh, a a control, control knob. Yeah. Which has it varies depending on what what the patch is so it's like a third parameter um and then obviously you've got tone level and, and mix um to blend between wet and dry um but yeah so the, the first patch is uh, like a classic kind of chorus and the control knobs are detune control so you can kind of you can basically make it kind of go really really wild or, if you, yeah. or you can dial the chorus back and just use the detune control and then you almost get a kind of um where it's like a it's a chorus but there's no kind of wobble or rate to it if you like um okay Uh, i want to hear that (laughs) it sounds uh i don't know if that's going to sound crazy or whether it's going to sound tame uh you can kind of go over in between so it's basically like a really mild pitch shift so it basically takes the wet signal and just detunes detunes your your signal down by like up to things up to like half a step Okay. You can kind of go anywhere anywhere in, in between. Um, yeah, second patch is a multi-voice chorus. You've got four choruses, which is kind of more of like the modern, well, I say modern, like moving <laughs> moving, <laughs> m- moving forward from like what was like the original like boss units into like the, some of the rack stuff. Is that more like a dimension sort of sound? Kind of. I mean, you'll have, um, you'll, you'll have rate, but it's more along the line of like a chorus ensemble effect where you've got multiple multiple voices yeah. um, that are kind of running as a like a percentage of the of the main chorus voice um, okay. the third patch is a uh, is a flanger and the control knob blends between three different modes so you've got through zero at one end a kind of vibrato flanger in the middle um, and then all the way up you've got kind of the classic flanger with like with feedback um sound that you get from like an electric mistress or whatever that that kind of that kind of ballpark um fourth is the phaser and the control uh knob is a feedback so um you can kind of get really more like vocal like rather than just like the phase 90 kind of sound you can kind of go into more some of the crazier um like how like tame impala use phasers and that that kind of thing right. um five is a tremolo and then you've got a blend between Sime, like a classic sine wave and something that's more like a repeat percussion style. Um, so more kind of choppy, not a square wave, more kind of um, like a ramp almost. Um, 
sticks is the harmonic trim uh, and you've got like a cue control so you can kind of go into like auto wah kind of categories Clarif- yeah. go on clarify for us the difference between a harmonic trim and a normal trim because I, I think I know because I, I <laughs> we, but, we uh, had hello sailor Joe do this do this for us on the yeah. Christmas cast <laughs> yeah. so a normal trim just just modulates just modulates amplitude just volume so you're just going on and off um, but the harmonic trim you don't actually ever get volume cancellation um, so what it does is it splits the you split the signal into bass high- and the treble isn't it yeah so you split into high low frequencies and then you flip the phase of one of them and that's where you kind of get that weird crossover where it kind of sounds like almost like a, like a phaser kind of that kind of wobbly sound yeah um, yeah and that, that's basically how it works um, so it's, it's very different from a, a normal trim so am I right in saying it's not actually um, dipping the uh, the volume, the volume of the uh, of the tone what it's doing is it's Add in phase cancellation. Uh, effectively, yeah, yeah. Right, that's that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, that, I've never thought of it like that. that yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Because they, harmonic trim always sounds more vibey to me, and because yeah, yeah. they're phasing. Yeah, it's definitely more in that ballpark of like a vibe or a phaser mm. um, than it would be like a, a normal tremolo. It's a totally, totally different effect. Um, only really similar in name. Um, and then, yeah, just quickly the last, the last two patches. So uh, seven is. Uh, a vibrato and trem that run in sync yeah. so you can you kind of get kind of faux Leslie sounds and in stereo it pans vibrato left and tremolo right um, do the choruses do that? so they, they all have kind of separate stereo functions so yeah with the with the first chorus for example the D tune gets split to the stereo channel but the chorus stays on the left channel um, so you can then kind of separate it um, with the flanger, uh, the out, but yeah, the LFO pans the outputs. So with the through zero, you get it cancelling through one amp and then back through the other. So it kind of fades right the way across. Um, same with the same with the tremolo, it pans. Um, with the harmonic trem, it splits the high and low frequencies to the different channels. Um, oh, nice. All oh, right. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so you kind of get, and then, and then when you start introducing the mix control again, where you're where you're bringing back the clean signal into both, yeah. that's when you start to get these weird kind of... Like throbbiness, is it? Yeah, yeah, these weird kind of wobbles. Like even with like the normal, um, the trend, we were, just, we were just shifting volume. When you start mixing back the clean signal, especially in the stereo mode, you'll start to almost get the sensation of the pitch moving, kind of like when an ambulance comes past, you know, like with the pitch... Oh, the up. Doppler effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of, it's basically kind of doing that. Are you thinking about Big Bang Theory now? Am I what, sorry? Are you thinking about the Big Bang Theory now? When when Sheldon went as a Doppler effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm nerdy enough to have, have known what that expression was before before yeah. that, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just love that. The, you know, what have you gone as Halloween for? <laughs> what have you gone to Halloween as? And uh, yeah, I've, got, I've gone as uh, the Doppler effect. It's just brilliant. And, I'm, I'm glad yeah. he didn't go stretching his uh, stretching his cat. That could have been awkward. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last yeah. one, it's uh, it's uh, ring mod and, uh, and it's an aliaser, which is basically yeah. similar to a bit crusher kind of. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you think of like the whole, um, it's basically like kind of destroying and degrading the signal, if you, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
from a digital in a, from a yeah digital. in a really digital way you can get really yeah. kind of uh, um, kind of eight bit sounds from it yeah you? yeah basically yeah um so yeah the ring and the ring mod runs through the lfo as well so it's not i mean you can if you turn the bait all the way down you can use the depth as a normal ring mod um it just selects the frequency um but uh when you're that, that, the lfo is low frequency oscillator isn't it so um, just for people who are listening that don't really know. Oh, yeah, basically, yeah, an LFO is, yeah, low-frequency oscillator. So it's basically uh, the, the the wave that wobbles, like when you hear a chorus or a phaser, that kind of the speed and pitch of it is how deep and fast it's moving. Um, so, yeah, normally with a ring mod, you'd have it, it would just be kind of stationary, for want of a better word. Um, but this runs through, um, runs through the LFO, so you can... You can basically pitch the ring modulator up and down, uh, and if you don't go too crazy with the depths, you can just get some kind of weird glitchy tremolo sounds where the speed of the trem will ramp up and then back down again. Yeah. Somewhere around here, I've got a, uh, a tremolo from Gojira effects. And you know, do you know Scott over at Gojira? Yes, I do. Yeah. And um, he, he's got a little switch on. Drunk. Gojira. <laughs> <laughs> Happy St. Paddy's Day. Gojira. Yeah. but yeah so um it's got a little switch on it which uh, doubles the speed and um one of the really cool things about that is when you do do that you can get ring mod mod sort of sounds Uh, is there a a, an actual relationship between ring mods and tremolos is is a ring mod just a really fast trem uh it's a little bit more complicated than that but you can, as you said, you can work both ways with, with like, if you've got a ring mod, like turning it down to really subtle settings, you'll get kind of weird glitchy trem sounds. And then vice versa with a trem, if you turn it to really extreme settings, you'll kind of get into borderline ring mod. There are some other bits and pieces going on, but yeah, you, you can kind of make like faux ones, if you like, from, from those kind of effects. So a ring mod quite often has almost like um, a double effect. You know, like when you um, listen to old Randy Rodeck records and he's got the doubler on it and it sounds kind of me- me- metallic, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that comes part and parcel of just having of of, of the effect itself um, and also probably some latency things as well you're having with a lot of effects as well. well that's interesting. Right. I've, I've never heard a ring mod that hasn't sounded crazy as balls. Yeah, um, they're all- <laughs> They're all really weird. They can be used. They can be used um, to good effect. I'm thinking there's a, there's a lot of stuff on some of the Queens of the Stone Age stuff. They use it pretty good, but I think I, I get people's um, yeah. I guess not oh, fear, but I can't think of a better word. But you know what I mean. Their oh, yeah. uh, intention of using it. I, I would I would absolutely say fear. I would absolutely <laughs> hold my hands up and say I am scared of the ring mod. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, one on the uh, Meris Enzo and I, I, I tune that in occasionally because it does start to turn the symphony sound into something just a little bit weirder mm. uh, and, and that, that's kind of nice to have especially when you mix it with a bit of delay if you if you just play with a ring mod dry on its own it's going to sound, sound crap but if you start putting a bit of reverb a bit of delay on it and stuff like that you can start to get some really interesting sounds very radio head sort of thing yeah, I think the key is mixing it back in with with the clean. clean. Yeah, 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 definitely. If you can, if you can dial in like uh, like a fifth note with the ring mod or something like that, and then use the clean yeah. stick of fuzz on it or whatever, then you can start getting those kind of really weird synthy sounds. Yeah, yeah, that always helps. So, 
when when are you thinking this is going to be released or all things taken into consideration uh i need to chase up the supplier for this last part and that's basically everything else is ready to go boards are boards are soldered enclosures are printed and drilled um all the promo stuff all the brochures are done um it's literally this one this one part that i've been waiting on for just over three months now um and we just hit obviously a series of, of bad events um so as soon as it comes out, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I should, I meant to have parts this month. So I'm hoping for maybe mid, mid to late April. Fingers crossed for you, man. Thank you very much. So before we go any further, um, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, should we um, Hello. give our Patreons a shout out? Because uh, um, Andrew Spimson's just said hey to us and I just thought, oh, hi, Andrew. We've, uh, we've missed a little bit of the, uh, what we would normally introduce. We can, so do you want to... we can do, yeah. Um, I've been sticking them at the end for the um, for the uh, the non live cast, uh, but let's stick it here. Why not? Uh, why not, man? Patreon, not? we've got um, so from two uh, from as little as two dollars a month, should I say? Um, you can support us on Patreon. If you um, <laughs> if you go to patreon.com slash talk, you can find all the details. Um, and we have got, as you mentioned, we've got uh, Mr. Andrew Bimpson is one of our exclusive, lovely, amazing, sexy Patreon uh, patronizers. Uh, who else have we got? So let's let's do this in order because I've not written them down today. Uh, so we've got uh, Bimpson, we've got Adam Yeomans, we've got uh, Everything Joseph, we've got, oh, there's more people, Doug Christ. Uh, <laughs> You've put Sorry, me on the spot here, man. You've put me on the no, spot. Um, bad. I thought you had the list. I should have uh, give you a bit of heads up. Uh, um, got, Adam Yearmans is is in the in the uh, chat as well. Is he? Maybe he can help me out. Who, who am I missing? <laughs> uh, uh, Max Max John Gibbons uh, from the Why Mag podcast, and there's one final one, which is Hugh G Rection. Uh, <laughs> I think which is actually he he's um handle isn't it yeah. oh, I, I could have picked a better word for that couldn't i, I <laughs> yeah don't handle your direction um I, i've right. got a sneaking suspicion that that might not be his actual name uh <laughs> or his parents hated him yeah okay oh, <laughs> that's hang it, yeah. on i should have i should have transitioned over to that one there we go so we can see that um, right what? um Adam said, "Hey, hey, 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 yo, what's up? Um, hey, yeah, hey, he's hey. been he's been sharing sharing with me his uh, his latest uh, pedal builds actually, and he's he's been doing some amazing tag board stuff. Um, uh, and he uses ridiculously um, ridiculously oversized vintage vintage capacitors. Oh, right. But for no other reason than they look really awesome." But this is just like these giant, like giant military old like green caps that are like axial caps. <laughs> uh, Joe does that as well, doesn't he? Uh, 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 his is is there's there's reason behind it. I believe there's more of a reason. I mean, it, like his his thought process is like vintage is better, right? Sure. Uh, so he'll try and shove like some old old Russian transistors in there or like um paper in oil caps or or like stuff like that yeah that's pretty pretty cool uh right um what about you alex do you, do you ever toy with any of that sort of stuff 
I did um, when when we first started out, um, and even when I was just like learning to build, I, I was building on tag board and stuff. Not necessarily like old vintage components, but um, which I've, I've dabbled in a couple of times. But I, I mean, yeah, we kind of started on on like old strip board, like turret board kind of stuff, yeah. um, and then moved into tag board, and then eventually sort of like proper circuit board. Um, and now we're kind of going. No, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> so um, I'm just pulling your leg. And then, uh, and then we're kind of even going even further away from that now with a lot of the new stuff going on to surface mount. Yeah, like small, small stuff. Um, just because it once you once you kind of get move into that direction, it just it speeds the the building process up. Absolutely, you, you can get the circuit boards pre-populated, can't you? Yeah, so that's the other thing of doing it is that you can, especially common components, um, like for obviously for like a lot of fuzzes and stuff, we use, you know, really common resistor values. Yeah, or 10K, 100K, all of this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, common cap values and stuff, so you can actually get the the, the company that manufactures the, the circuit board, you can actually, oh, while you're doing it, can you just chuck them through the oven and, and put a load of resistors on there as well. And then it means that we've only got to put on, you know, some pops and a couple of through-hole caps, because we... Some of the um, larger value caps we keep through hole because you can run into issues with like microphonics with some higher value capacitors with with surface mount. Um, so we, we kept some of the higher values through hole, so we're still doing that by hand. Yeah, I mean, I I, I talked to quite a few um, quite a few chaps who who make pedals, and there's. Uh, there's one who I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention the uh, the name of just in case he doesn't want me to uh, di- to disclose this, but he he does where he he, he uses uh, like the surface mount stuff for all of the all of the components that aren't directly in the signal path. Yeah, uh, the way of doing it. Yeah, um, and yeah, and I assume uh, like certain certain capacitors to to avoid that uh, that problem as well. Uh, but he said, "Yeah, it's cut cut his time down from like from having <laughs> like like thirty minutes per board or whatever to being like literally four components. Yep, sound as easy. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's night and day. I mean, we're we're still in the in the kind of process of figuring it all out and sorting it all out. But even just from the first couple of attempts that we've we've made, is it's it's night and day from what it was before. Yeah." And it's uh, it's meant that you've you've been able to um, to reduce sizes on uh, some of your pedals as well, hasn't it? Yeah, so that's the one of the big plans for for this year. Other than the the Junipero, obviously, is we're moving um, all of our standard range um, down into a smaller format that's like the same size as like a. I guess I guess a similar size to a Boss pedal, that kind of thing. So obviously, obviously, it's a different box. I do believe I have a picture of, and I'll find it, but I've got a picture of one of the original size ones and the new version. So let me find them, put them up against each other so people can see them. You guys crack on. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're coming down. I mean, height-wise, they're about the same, but they're about only about two-thirds of the width. Um, and it also allows us to bring in a couple of other improvements. So we're moving away from the kind of standard traditional stomp switch into relay switching um because it's digital switching we can also do latching and momentary which is i think similar to what um earthquaker devices do 
Um, so yeah. basically, tap on, tap off for normal on and off functionality. But if you press and hold, function, yeah. it, only, it only works while you're holding it down. Is that like Mr. Miyagi stuff? What? <laughs> tap on, tap off. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, the first the first pedal that I uh, I was made aware about that was the Spark Boost, and I thought it's it's an amazing feature, especially for a boost because you might just want it for just a short passage. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it just means yeah for, for live use, it's um yeah it's definitely helpful, especially and especially with ours where we've got um like the, the dual foot switch um. Yeah functionality obviously it just means you if you want you can just step on that secondary function temporarily and come back um like for example in the cyclone the switch bypasses the tone stack in the fuzz so you can just okay. you, can, you can just go should men- just- funny should mention that because there it is up on the screen so you've got before and after so you've got uh same amount of switches same amount of knobs but you can see it's considerably smaller this is uh an mxr style enclosure isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. Effectively. Yeah. So, so whilst whilst we're here, let's uh, let's have a chat about the cyclone. Uh, so, the the name kind of gives uh, gives away what we're talking talking yeah. about in terms of tone, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. silicon uh, silicon based fuzz. Yeah. So this was actually the first um, pedal that we ever made as Xander. Um, nice. Uh, there's actually, I mean, there there are a few kicking about that won't even have the Xander logo on it because we started when I was making just small batches as a as a DIYer. Um, there were a few that that this was kind of the first name that actually had like a graphic put on it, even though there was no company behind it. So there are a few kicking out about there somewhere. Um, but yeah, so it kind of started off as um, it kind of started off as a fuzz factory, basically. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but obviously the fuzz factory is germanium based um which i don't really care for <laughs> well, I, I, they're too temperamental yeah. um they're hard to, they're getting harder to find um yeah. and you know you know silicon doesn't necessarily sound any it doesn't sound any worse it's just a different sound yeah. um so for, for my own sanity i just i went with went all silicon um Added a lot of other controls, mostly around the kind of tone shaping. Started swapping out a lot of parts, basically to the point where you know you, you you tweak with it so much, it's really forgiving to because because the circuit itself is effectively a fuzz face that you're then breaking the circuit yeah. on, if you like, which is what makes it make all those kind of crazy oscillations. Um, it's really forgiving to swapping out parts, so I would just test chucking different parts in, and that was how I kind of learned how the circuit worked um and then yeah so that's that's kind of where it kind of originated from and then obviously over time we started working on more original designs and then taking it to the to the extreme but yeah the, the cyclone was was the first the first kind of xander pedal if you like and it's it's one of the ones that to get my hands on one of them because it, it's i i love the fuzz factory it's it just it's just muse isn't it yeah um, kind of, I mean, yeah i mean this I one that. um it takes it a little bit more um for me more into like a synthy territory because where the, the silicon stuff just like is so um overly is so compressed um it's really easy and consistent dialing the octaves on um so you can dial in upper and lower octaves with with certain settings um that's the only thing about germanium is that they can be so temperamental that 
you know, if the room's a different temperature, the settings on the pedal might sound <laughs> yeah. from one week to another. Um, whereas yeah. with silicon, you, you don't get that issue. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to have to borrow one of these off you, I think, man, because it'd be good fun. We'll do a live stream of it. It should be good fun. Um, the next one I've got, I, f- I found uh, before and after photos of the Sono. Do you want to have a chat about that one? Yeah, so the reason that, I mean, the Sono is our... Uh, base pedal, yeah. so it's a, a kind of a preamp drive and a, and a fuzz. Um, the only reason, so basically, the, these are the first; these are the only two that have um, kind of part way through making the leap over, yeah. um, purely because they have the same uh, control layout, <laughs> um, and it was it was easy to get yeah, yeah. Uh, in one go. Um, and then all the others, um, very honest of you. <laughs> yeah, they require some more reworking, so it's. It's going to be further further on down the line with that. Yeah, yeah. So the, the I mean the other pedals, so like the Cranium Cafetier, the American Gig, all that, they all have the same layout as well. So it means we can create like a modular board, if you like, that we can yeah. fit with everything. So it just it made sense to, to split it this way. Um, but yeah, the Sono um, was our well, was our only kind of bass specific pedal. Uh, although it sounds great on guitar as well. Um, yeah, so you've got. Um, uh, like a, a light to mid uh, gain overdrive, um, and then a kind of more modern kind of velcroy bass fuzz. Um, they're stackable, and they both have independent uh, clean blend controls. So you, if you know with the right settings, you can get a mix of clean fuzz and drive all all at once, going through the same amp. I've just uh, I just looked at the uh, the stream and saw the. The revised version of the, the Sono that looks amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, the um, yeah we we reworked all the graphics um, yeah. and then the the knobs that are that are getting done um, are, are custom to us. They're not um, they're not kind of stock stock knobs or anything. They're, they're designed for us. Yeah, um, on the on the standard one, it, it was just uh, standard Davies knobs, weren't it? The yeah, yeah, just the plastic like nineteen hundred H ones. Um, Whereas these are a similar dimension, like thirteen mil, um, but they're um, like um, anodized aluminium. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, obviously they're harder wearing, and you know we got them done in a load of colours. So the plan is obviously one like knobs will match the the colour of the artwork and stuff going forward. So for example, the American Geek later down the line, blue blue knobs, surplus green green knobs. Yeah. It's, it's nice that you're not cutting costs on it because it's you know you can quite clearly see that and uh, I know a lot of people do cut costs where because they need to because they've got to be sold at a certain point but um, you kind of like just quality you know regardless. Yeah, totally. I mean, our, we've I mean, so this will be the for some of these pedals. I mean, the Cyclone especially. I mean, some of these are having their fifth revision now in in what will be five years soon. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's just been a case of obviously I built it up, kind of from built the company up from from nothing as a as a hobbyist, and it's just like as as and when we have the money or the time to put in development um, into changing a product or improving it, then that's what we do. So, you know, going back four or five years, you know, it would be you know you'll find like a hand painted box with you know, the turret, like the turret board wiring inside, whereas if, you know, now you open up one of the new cyclones, it's, you know, it's all surface mount stuff for the most part with relay switching and stuff. So just as, as time's gone on, we've just kind of tried to, 
tried to walk rather than run um, and just kind of build it up slowly and develop the product slowly over over the years as it allows. I, I know it does sound like we kiss his ass a little bit on on this show, but I know Stu's very uh, Stu Tate is very very keen on um, getting the, the quality there as well. He uses really high end components and you know decent switches, and he, he goes through loads and loads of different switches. And he, I know you talk to him about it as well. But yeah, does that kind of help you, Lee, like, when other people are going through and doing testing, and and you help them as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're doing this, I've I've met loads of loads of people that are you know similar similar to me, just like one man bands, um, you know, trying to trying to set up companies and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing that I had learned fairly early on was that buying, you know, buying cheap stuff doesn't really doesn't pay off in the long run, um, especially with things like switches and stuff because you know the switches will fail and then customer wants to send it back and you've got you know you've got to deal with the postage back and forth you know before you know that happens you know. You know, that might happen ten times if you get a, you know a dodgy batch of cheap switches. So it was just kind of let's put after after that first kind of realization. You know, again, still kind of finding my feet and figuring out how to do it. It's like oh no, let's buy from the reputable places, get the products right. Um, it might cost a little. You know, it's a bit more of an outlay to begin with, and your unit cost goes up. But it, over over the long run, it it pays off. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's the the um, group of guys that we're all kind of involved with is kind of grows on a, a like a weekly basis almost. But it's really nice that we're all there, like to give. I I don't build anything, but I'm involved with you guys, and uh, and it's it's nice, you know, because like, we've got this um, event hopefully that's going to happen in September. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Cause that's quite exciting. Yeah, so it's um, it's a show that I'm running in September in. Uh in uh, in Stourbridge. Um so it's a nice uh, nice easy drive for someone on the stream. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could, um, I could walk there if I if I really really fancied it but um yeah, so it it kind of it's a, it's a, a it's a pedal only event. Um and obviously we're allowing you know boards and, and patch cables as well so you'll have like older and ash and pedal patch and stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, everyone knows those guys. Um just but it kind of it, it stemmed. It kind of came off the back of me finishing a few shows. Um, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, I did pretty much all the shows up and down the country. So I think in twenty eighteen we must have done like nearly twenty shows, and probably similar in twenty nineteen. Um, and kind of coming out the back of it, realizing that there's a lot of there's a lot of rubbish in, in some of these shows. Um, yeah. and it doesn't always attract the the best um, audience, especially for, for pedal stuff. Obviously, if you know, people want to go there and look at Les Pauls and Marshall Amps and whatever, then they're fine. But sometimes the, the market, the, you know, the audience falls a little bit short with some of the stuff that we, we sell. Yeah. And it, there's been other events where we've seen each other there where like you're not even hosting, you know, um, the uh, London Guitar Show that was um, – not the last one, but the one before, and, th- and things like that. You know, and um, uh, it's not to say you only go to ones where you, you know, that you're hosting. Uh, and it, it's really, it just shows that you know you're really involved in that sort of environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. Over the last few years, I've been as a punter, and I've been as a, you know, as an exhibitor. Um, and you know, there, there are, you know, for the most part, they're, they're pretty good. But um, there are a couple of pitfalls that normally fall short. Like, um, like I said, sometimes the. The market that they're uh, the audience that they're marketing to isn't, isn't right. So you don't get a particularly uh, 
you know, people that are interested in pedals don't normally turn up for the, for the most part. Um, they're loud, um, which is a pain. Obviously, it's hard to um, it's hard to demo anything properly. So we've been switching to headphone setups. We've been doing that for a little while at shows. Um, and then a lot of the time, they're, they're just poor location as well for, for, for some of them. So we with this one, obviously, we're starting small. So we, we're trying to pick... Um, we picked a, a central location and obviously if this goes well, then we'll, we'll do more. But yeah, so far we think we've got 21 exhibitors on board, um, mostly small independent. Um, so we've got, like we've made, you've mentioned a few in Gajira coming, we've got Ranger effects coming, uh, Stuart, uh, from Tate. Oh, uh, I'm not going then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, loads of people. Um, so that's, um, effects expo is the is the site and there's all the all the exhibitors are on there um you can read about that but yeah i mean obviously i've you know i've said to the guys you know it, it, it's a it's a team effort from everyone i'm you know i'm technically running it but i'm not an events organizer so i just said to the guys do you want to you know we kept it affordable for people as well which was the other thing is that a lot of the shows price out some of the smaller guys especially like the, the bigger ones um so i kept it kind of affordable for a, a table and just said if you want to take you know take a punt on it come we'll try and make it try and make it work i've i've been to um a show back here back last year and it was a silent show um it was big big show over in germany and it was amazing best show i've ever been to because everything was done through headphones and the quality of the sounds you get through headphones now is, is fantastic so you know there's no billy big anymore. bollocks over here oh yeah i've been to germany <laughs> <laughs> only because you're a northerner and you never go out anywhere <laughs> and, and let, let's stop there um alex you you mentioned that it was a central location didn't you, you well central ish Stourbridge is it's in the midlands isn't it so yeah we, which is in the middle right yeah 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 exactly. so, so that's two against one lee scotland shut your yeah. cake hole <laughs> He's, there's an ongo- an ongoing rift where where lee tries to suggest that that uh that i am i'm a northerner no 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 i i, I state quite clearly you're a northerner and you try to suggest that you're not <laughs> I, I will admit that i mean obviously being from essex i i probably fall bowels of that assumption as well i probably make those kinds of comments as well but no i mean geographically speaking i think yeah you're, you are technically in the midlands so Nothing technical about it. It's is, it is literally in the middle. But yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, speaking like about some of the um, the uh, observations that I've had through through um, through these these shows as well. And you, you've mentioned like the the clientele not not particularly being uh, being pedal friendly. Um, it, it always seems to be that amp manufacturers. Uh, and you can tell me if you if you if you agree with this one, but amp, amp manufacturers seem to think that their their amps uh, can only sound good when they are cranked yeah. completely, like true. completely cranking the bollocks off them. Um, it's true, and <laughs> it's true. Um, like even with the best headphone setup in the world, um, it's if if you're sat next to old Mister. Mr. B- Billy Big Bollocks with his amps, uh, t- <laughs> turning these amps up to to eleven. It, the, something's got to be taken away from your your. Yeah, I, mean, I I don't buy into it at all. I mean, and there are 
there are loads of solutions to get around that as well, like with attenuators and yeah, 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 and whatever. So, I, and, you know, and I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, there is something to be said about obviously pushing some air, but yeah, yeah, show, yeah. show isn't the right place for it. <laughs> by no, and a hundred other exhibitors. You, you can you can push an amp and still have it running through headphones. I do it all the time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, especially with like the, with with you know all the new um, cab emulators and stuff coming out. That you know, it, it you know it can sound it can sound fine for headphones. Um, yeah, there's no excuses. I mean, the past couple of casts we've been absolutely uh, harping on about two notes uh, and their stuff, and it was it was re- like so ubiquitous in the uh, in the Birmingham show. So many people yeah, running yeah. those. Yeah, they're everywhere. Those yeah. units. Yeah. Um, to whip it back around to um, to your uh, pedal lineup, we've we've mentioned uh, we've mentioned the Sino, we've mentioned the uh, the Silicon. You mentioned a few others actually. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned the American Geek. Do you want to tell us uh, a little bit about uh, about what the, the Geek is? I think yes, I can I can wrap two up in one actually. So the the American Geek and the Siva. Um, yeah, yeah, because they're two flavors of the, a similar kind of circuit, aren't they? Yeah, so they're both based on on the Big Mouth. Um, the American Geek is the transistor version, and the Siva is the op amp version. So yeah. you're talking, you know, Siamese dream in a box kind of sound. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that I mean, it came kind of came from obviously as you can tell, both both named after kind of pumpkins references. Um, you know, one of my one of my favourite kind of bands growing up. Um, but yeah, so the, I mean, the idea with a lot of our pedals, and I'm, you know, people will see this if they see any of ours, is um, it kind of is how we started with a lot of the, the first circuits. Was how do we basically just start messing around with it and see what taking parts out does? Um, yeah, and seeing where the pitfalls are of, the, of like the original circuits. So, for example, with the big muff, obviously everyone knows about the big mid scoop. So, it's how do we how do we mess with that and add controls and so you can still get that sound, but then obviously dial it back in, you know, dial back the mids. Because if you're running a, a strat through a, a twin, that's already really scooty. Yeah, yeah you've got you've got no mids at all. For that. Um, so it's just, you know, it's basically just giving people, because, you know, people always talk about the sound of a pedal, the sound of a pedal, and they never talk about what the rest yeah, of the their rig, the rig is. Yeah. Just about giving the pedal as much kind of versatility as possible so that you can dial in a decent sound with, with any setup. Yeah. We've got both the, both pictures of the Seaver and the American Geek up on um, up on the screen now, and you can see that they've got the same same basic layout. Yeah. Um, four knobs at the top, three underneath, and then you've got max gain, so you can just uh, on one, and then you've got. I'm guessing this is two gain stages. Of... Yeah, so they're slightly different, I and mean, that that will be that might <laughs> be, we're probably going to tweak it to be consistent with when they move over to the smaller format. Um, but yeah, on the American Geek, you've basically got like um, it's kind of like a blow switch where it just it takes the game yeah, pop out. Yeah. And it's just timed. Um and then on that the, sort of things popular up north. <laughs> and then uh, on the CV, you've got the the two games that you can set one high and one low. Is, is does the CV not have the uh, the six way diode? Yes, it does in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So you still got that in they the middle. Yeah. They... Yes. Yeah, so all, all, all the other pedals have. Um, with the exception of obviously the, the cyclone and Sono, yeah, the rest yeah. all have that six way clipping switch, which is kind of weirdly, it was yeah. never intended to be. But yeah, your signature, of, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of become our signature thing, yeah. Um, and it's, it varies in a couple of them. For the most part, they're consistent. And yeah. when they're in the right, I think they will be, um, which is another thing to mention in, in the smaller ones. 
we're actually I've managed to find a mini rotary that has eight positions on it, so you'll actually have more clipping options with the smaller ones. No way. Talk, talk us through what the six different um, diodes are. I'm guessing you you get uh, LED, silicon, tone bypass, and then what else? So, you've got, so you, yeah, I mean it, it varies. Like asymmetrical um, as well, and symmetrical, and uh, yeah. so a couple a couple of them have <laughs> symmetrical and asymmetrical. Uh, that's mostly in the terra firma, but uh, the other one, and then we'll we'll work that out in the in the newer ones as well because the the extra two positions gives us a little bit more to play with. I'll find the terra firma and bring that up on the screen as well. But um, yeah, for the, for most of them, you've got um, germanium, silicon, LED, transistor, MOSFET, and then no diodes at, yeah. on them. That must be a it. It must be quite a quite a stark contrast if you go no diodes on a on a really heavy uh, heavy pedal. Does it then go into like more of a uh, more of a like a, a a lighter distortion kind of sound then and like yeah, really yeah. big headrooms? Basically, it has all. I don't want to get too technical, but it's all to do with like the forward voltage of the diode. So basically, it basically just decides how much clipping. If you imagine a nice, you know, clean sine wave. Yep, I um, do that. Yeah, you, you, I'm with you so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> um, effectively, you'll just have heavy levels of compression with the with the germanium, so it'll be, it'll be quite smooth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And distortion like silicon and LED are, are much louder and more brittle sounding. Um, I'm trying to think of like ways to to you know. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Guitar explain to us. Yeah, yeah. We don't need yeah. we don't need forward voltages. We need we need. Yeah. Chewy, we need super. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, and obviously removing diodes, um, you get a much more open sound, a lot less distortion. Um, but, uh, you know, and that's that's broadly speaking. Obviously, it's different for different effects. Generally speaking, the higher gain the pedal is, the more drastic the differences will be. <laughs> yeah. Switching the diodes out um, on something like the surplus, which is a lighter drive. Yeah. Um, especially if you've got the gain turned down there isn't like a huge drastic difference between them um, but it's also to do with like when you're digging in so you'll have like if you, you know again with the surplus if you're on like a a slightly cleaner sound but you can dig in that, that break up will come earlier with a germanium yeah, with, the, yeah. with an LED okay yeah. that's interesting so I, I think I've got to try one of these surplus out because that is that is very much my wheelhouse like the uh, the light like crunchy drive kind of yeah. area. Since since this is um, pedal of doom, I've got to ask the terra firma. It says power amp distortion. Is that to do, something to do with a sun amp? It is. Yeah. In the, yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, like yeah, that kind of stemmed from that that infamous uh, circuit that uses the uh, it uses a chip that's used in a lot of headphone amps. Yeah. Okay. Two of them smacking each other, isn't it? In in that. Yeah. Yeah, effectively, yeah. Um, in our, in our uh, signature style, we just added a load of different knobs to it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, tweaking the tone stack because the, the circuit on itself, it tends to come out really bright. Um, so it just gives you a way of taming it, taming it back a little bit. Yeah. So if you if you stick um, an MXR blue box in this, you'll have um, a life pedal, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the blue box goes down there, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, I think the life pedal does as well. I thought it went up. I thought it was like an Octavia kind of thing. I think it goes down, but it might do. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not. I, I'm not really that okay with the pedal too. 
<laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, this is completely going over my head. What, what are you talking about, Lee? Oh, it's a pedal that was. Um, do you remember these life pedals? It was. Was it uh, Earthquake? Earthquake did it with yeah. some the bands, um, and it's effectively yeah. a rap. Uh, it's a rap and a like a, a boost and, a, and an octave yeah. um, in one, and they were selling them for. I don't know. They keep saying they're limited editions, but they keep bringing out more limited editions yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then uh, the uh, scalpers keep selling them on reverb for like ridiculous money uh, really really does. yeah because it's got limited on ex- it. yeah they, they make the excuse though uh, oh I bought it and I didn't like it it's like mate if, if you bought that you knew yeah. what it was going to sound like you, you bought five of them and you didn't like any of them <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. Um, you know, Sun are a good band as well. You know, it's um, a nice bit of listening. That is. Yeah, I'm not really. I need to get more into the Stoner stuff because I'm not really that, not really that deep into it. I mean, there's a few bands I listen to, but nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, there's potential yeah. market for your your pedals with uh, with some of those bands because, I mean, with with this uh, the the Terra Firma seems like right up their alley. Yeah, definitely, and that, that's kind of where we started. I mean, there's, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not completely ignorant, ignorant to it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in the, you know, ballpark of it. Yeah, um, yeah obviously, uh, yeah, a lot of our stuff is kind of based on just basically just the stuff that we we like listening to. But I like listening to growing up, so it could be you know anything from. Yeah, so you mentioned the pumpkins. Uh, yeah, there's, um, yeah, I mean pumpkins. There's obviously Nirvana. Um, uh, gosh, you know, you just draw a blank. Um, Dinosaur <laughs> Junior. Um, yeah. Moving into the, the light side, but then you know, I'm massively into shoegaze and and stuff as well. Um, and like amb- kind of ambient stuff, so like My Bloody Valentine, all those you know, kind of bands like that. Um, and then and then also like even even just hip hop and stuff as well, like a lot of classic hip hop, like Jurassic Five. Um, I, I must I must cut in here. He, he, Alex can't help that he lives in Essex. And that's, that's a part and parcel of living in Essex. What's that? <laughs> you gotta be into hip hop if you listen if you live in Essex. Uh, well, I mean, kind of. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not massively into like the, the newer trap stuff, but I uh, definitely the definitely some of the older stuff. Um, but yeah, no. I, I mean, kind of listen to everything really. But um, it was just kind of you know when we started out, just finding finding kind of famous circuits that we like the sound of, and yeah, had kind of tweak and um, and that was kind of how we. How I got my, you know, you know, building blocks of, of knowledge for, you know, building circuits, and then, you know, over time moved more into the digital side of things and more stuff that's unique to us. Yes, yeah, so, I mean you've got, um, you've you've got a, a verb with the exosphere, and you've got um, the tape deck as well. Yeah, so um, the, both of those are actually going end of line. Um, so. I think they've now both sold out, so there won't be any more of those. Um, but the, the plan is, uh, and this is, I haven't really fully announced this yet, but basically the plan is with, similar to the Junipero, at some point, hopefully later in the year, early next year, we'll be bringing out a, a bigger delay and a bigger reverb in the same format as the Junipero to replace the tape deck and the exosphere. So you'll have like eight, eight reverbs or eight delays. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, with the with the same functionality with with you know with, yeah. with tap and stereo and MIDI and stuff. 
I'll tell you what I've noticed recently that there's a big lack of is MIDI controllable reverbs in a small pedal form. Yeah, I mean, the, the small format... I don't actually feel like MXR size, size, but... Yeah, I mean, you've got, like, Dr. Scientist did the atmosphere. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's great if you want... Um, if you just want, you know, the pedal as as a unit, as, like, the brain to then control with MIDI, but... Yeah. If, obviously, if you want to, if you want to do some of that, you know, some people don't want MIDI. Some people just want. I just want five presets or whatever, just that I can flick through. I want a chorus and a flanger and a phaser. Um, and obviously, you can't really do. It's harder to do that as well as tap and or whatever it is inside a smaller enclosure without because I mean, the foot switches only have so many functions. Um, yeah. Have yours got yours got MIDI then? The Junipero does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that, that's missing a trick if people don't put MIDI on st- stuff now. It's it's almost co- becoming a standard, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, especially for like non um, anything that isn't a drive um, or, or a fuzz or whatever. I mean, I'm sure that stuff's gonna that's gonna happen eventually. Um, I mean, I I mean, for, for me, I don't think we'll ever ever do it. Um, not on not on drives and stuff, but um, definitely for for delays and, and reverbs, definitely it's if if you've got midi settings on a drive it almost does away with having to have a gain one sound gain two sound boost and that sort of thing because you you've got your five presets or whatever and you can set them up in that sort of manner yeah i mean it depends i mean it, it, I, mean, I guess it whether it, it's whether the the circuit sounds you know whether you can get that many different sounds out of the same circuit um with your own setup um because obviously there are, there are certain sounds, you know, turning the gain up and down might be, there you go, you might have two sounds, but in between the difference might not be big enough to, to warrant any, you know, a whole other preset or something. So it, it just depends. Obviously, there, there, there was, um, what was that one that came out a couple of years ago where it was like... Brothers. No, 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 no. The, um, it was like it had, it was like in this weird white enclosure. Oh, the electron uh, analog. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, something like that where you've actually got different effects that that makes sense yeah totally did you see that 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 went on sale um over at toman for like 79 quid and yeah no I, well, i'm not 100 percent sure but um i was gonna get it but they sold out like that yeah yeah I was, <laughs> I, yeah i saw a link to it uh and and when you clicked on the link it was like no this one's not available but the next one is um, we're getting we're getting a bit of love for uh, for the nineties nineties uh, grunge and the shoegaze stuff from uh, Grim Dixie in the uh, in the YouTube chat. Good, good man of good taste, obviously. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think there's a big thing for um, for nineties sort of rock to sort of coming back because it's really missing, isn't it? You know, we, it was you had things like um, the phonics and. Um, the Mannix and any other Welsh band that ends in Ix. But I mean, Feeder, I suppose, would come under Welsh. Yeah, yeah I mean, Feeder, I'd put more, I'd, I would be more inclined to listen to Feeder than I would the other two. Oh, man, I love the Phonics and, and the Mannix, especially the Mannix Street Preachers. They are one of the best out there. Yeah, I just, I think I like my rock a little bit more. Um, With a bit more teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know exactly sorry. what you're talking. Like, I, I keep 
every so often going back to the stereo, uh, stereophonics and thinking maybe I should give him another chance. And then I listen to him, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, uh, this is, it's it's music. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they've got. I mean, what's they got? Mr. I like Mr. Wright is a really good one. Yeah, uh, and Dakota and stuff. Like, I like all like, some of you know some of their hits. I, I don't mind listening to. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put them in my top ten, for example. Yeah, yeah. They've got a real groove going on, you know. They've got that sort of soulful sound. So I, I think it's a nice place to kind of listen to if you're in the mood of listening to like some soul Motown, but you want a little bit more rocky edge to it. Like they sit in that sort of area quite nicely. Um, but uh, the Manics, you know, back in the nineties, the Manics were knocking out hit after hit after hit. You know, they they couldn't do any wrong. They were like, like Oasis and Blur. Everything they brought out was a hit. It was crazy. But yeah, I, I really think there's um, a lot of those sort of bands from the 90s. Um, you know, I think we're going to see a, a, a bunch more new bands come out that are more in that sort of um, middle middle of the road, but doing something a little bit different. Yeah, a good one to check out. Um, they're very much more in that kind of heavier side of things, but Fan Club are a good one. Um, they're a kind of very, it's very Nirvana-y, it's very... Um, kind of early Weezer, brandy kind of sound, but they're, they're a new band, so they're, they're definitely worth checking out. That sounds good. That sounds good. Still got Muse. Yeah. So don't really need too much rule. <laughs> so um, so you, you're not going to be doing the tape deck much anymore? No. So we've... That, I mean, it was a really popular one for us, but um, there's only really so far you can take that circuit with the chip that it's based on. Um, and we wanted to start moving more into like having the tap functionality and the MIDI and, you know, multiple um, subdivisions and stuff. So, um, which you can't really do with the technology that the tape that uses. Um, and that was the one thing that we kept getting requests for is like, oh, I really like to have this, but I wish it had tap or I wish it had this. And it's just like, oh, okay, can't we do yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's move. Let's just let's just move to something else. And you know, you know, I don't know yet, but you know, the the delay that we bring out one of the eight settings might be an emulation of the tape deck, for example. So we might be able to have that as one of the one of the of the sounds on the pedal. That'd be wicked. Like a like a nod back to the uh, the OG stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and the same with the reverb. You know, there's no reason why we can't have a, an emulation of the of the exosphere on there. Yeah. Is the Exosphere yeah, the the one that I've just bought a circuit for? Yes, it is. You've just bought one of the one of the DIY one of the boards that uh, one of the spare boards that I had left over. You've just bought a kit, so yep. they're not they're not um, they're not they're not that difficult to build. The uh, the, doc, the the documentation you've got should be quite self explanatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's no SMD on it, is there? There's no what? No SMD on that one. No, no, no. It's all through coal. No, you're That's fine. That's all right. Then I should be fine. Uh, <laughs> And I've got the uh, the Foxton as well, and all. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that Lee, if you, for, for those that don't know, I'll, I'll, quite commonly I'll sell off um, boards to to the DIY groups if I have like excess boards left over. Because sometimes you you know you can only order in like batches of fifteen or twenty, and you might only have ten boxes to fill. So you know you've yeah. got ten their boards left over. So instead of going to waste, I'll. I'll sell them off to the, some of the DIY groups and people can build their own. So. Yeah, so I saw, I, I did comment, yeah, if you want to populate that for me and just stick it in a... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that case. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've just put the Foxton Woods up. So this is an upper octave fuzz generator. So this is an Octavia. 
Uh, kind of. It's based on the Fox Tone Machine, which was a pedal from the 70s that um, came in a felt-covered enclosure. Nice. Very, very 70s. It came in different colours, so you'd have like purple, orange, brown, red. Um, now you've told me that. That's what I've got to do with mine, isn't it? I've got to set it with this, I reckon, like crushed velvet kind of. Have you ever seen the ones that he's painted before? No, I haven't, no. We'll have to send you a picture of his Raise the Dead um, <laughs> later. That they are they're inspired. They really are. Here we go. Here's, here's one. Here's Hang on. Let me bring this uh, up to... Uh, let me bring this up. Go on in, Ad. Uh, show us. What, what have you got? Uh, this is just... This is a... Um, oh, what is it? It's a K-Line... Uh, um, K-Line White Heat, which is essentially DOD 250. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just stripped the, uh, like, took the circuit out and just finished it, finished that one by hand. But I've, I did, um, just Stuart sent me through, because again, he had like a surplus, uh, surplus of boards. So he sent me through a Raise the Dead. Uh, and I did like a, a, a semi faithful recreation of the, uh, the graphic for the Raise the Dead. It looked like it looked like one of those pedals had melted. <laughs> I mean, in, in my defence, I, I did it all with all with pens rather than professionally, like <laughs> screen printed or or UV printed or whatever. I, I remember when he sent it to me, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> I thought I really thought he'd been he was um, like changed the artwork on him and like, but. It has grown on me, and I, I do think it's 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 charming. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I either go go down that end with the relatively charming hand painted stuff, or, or or I'll just draw a penis on on a. On a <laughs> so you, you get one or the other. Um, but I think yeah, I have, I've I've seen that on some of your pedals before as well. That you have. I, I've not got one of those kicking about, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this uh, Foxton Woods then a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, similar to similar to some of the other ones I've mentioned, it's um, like I said, yeah, based on the on the old Fox Time Machine, um, which had um, it basically had an issue. So you can you can still get the, the the original sound on on setting one on the on the diode switch, but basically it had a, a bit of an issue where it wouldn't really go above Unity. Um, okay. In, yeah. in what when cranked. Um, <laughs> So we we added a, a couple of bits in there that tweak the the tone stacks. So you can dial in again because it has it has like a really big mid scoop, which doesn't help with that perceived volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so again, tweaking the tone stack with the body and punch controls, which kind of work interactively with the tone to you know, so you can dial in a slightly more you know, you know, bring the mids back in a little bit, uh, and then you know, change the diodes as well, so you're not you're not you know, absolutely slamming the signal through these. Through the germanium diodes, um, it just means you can get it. You can get it louder again. Uh, and then the octave is part of the circuit, so it's, you you switch that in. You can switch that in on and off. So it's it's it, it's not used on its own. It's part of the fuzz circuit. So you get the yeah. fuzz, or you get the fuzz running yeah, in yeah. through the That's cool. Um, I was just thinking, uh, um, if I bring up the comments here and just go through them, just see if there's anything we've um, we've missed on here. Um, uh, do you want to do the same on um, on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got 
Uh, yeah, I got our Grim Dixie. I, I sent him like, "Oh, what do you want to? What do you want to say?" Like, you, we're, we're on live now. He just went, "Ooh, me." Uh, so, <laughs> so, so uh, if you are if you are still watching Grim, uh, just just shoot anything in the comments and we'll uh, we'll shout out. We're we're coming up to the the end of the podcast. We're wrapping. I think we're at somewhere near an hour and ten at the moment, which is pretty uh, pretty decent. Absolutely. Uh, there was almost a fight in in the group here. Stu said that if you're above the Watford gap, you're a northerner. Uh, he's right. And Andrew Bimson said. That isn't correct. Um, the north starts around Sheffield. No, anything northern Milton Keynes is north. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's very um, you know very liberal as well. You know, I I think that you know you'll get lynched Dart- for that Dartford- opinion. <laughs> anything above the Dartford Crossing. <laughs> Literally, all I'm hearing here is oi 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 oi. So, so many of our listeners and viewers are in America. They're like, "What are these like limes yeah, talking yeah, about?" I mean, <laughs> we're moaning. We're not even like the size of one state out there. <laughs> That's it. We I, are. Someone told me Texas is three times the size of the uh, UK. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, yeah I think everything's we're, bigger we're, in Texas, though, eh? <laughs> even Texas. <laughs> um, Andrew also said that Octave Fuzz is the best effect. Um, yeah, I think um, it's one of it's my favourite effect is the blue box is um, is well stated, and I that mean, is a, an Octave Fuzz. You know, it's a drop. Yeah, you keep mentioning the blue box, Lee. You keep mentioning it. Yeah, you're making me think I need to maybe that'll be my next one. Seems like there's market for it from what you're saying. Yeah, just you know call, what? call it the Lee. Yeah. Mike, Mikey Demas, who did join in for a little while, I don't know if he's gone now, but he, uh, if you're here, say hi, Mikey. But he's Hello, Mikey. brought out the Honey Badger, and the Honey Badger is... The honey um, Badger don't give a shit. It's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like a really advanced blue box. It's pretty damn cool. Yeah, no, I've heard it. It does sound great. sounds great. Did you try it in Birmingham? I didn't get. I barely got a chance to leave the stand. I was, I was uh, being hounded all day, which is good. I can't complain, but... It's a it's a good problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. so busy. Oh, yeah. people just keep buying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I actually meant to come over because you were doing a banging deal on the t-shirts, and your your artwork is amazing for your stuff. Thank you very and, much. And yeah, just, we've was, got um, yeah, we've got we've got we've got a few left. Um, I don't know whether I'll be restocking them anytime soon, but yeah, there's, there's a few bits and pieces left. But yeah, we cleared out like. 40 t-shirts over that weekend yeah it doesn't surprise me mate so once once we go once we end up uh, finishing going live here I'm going to hit you up for for what stock you've got left and see what we can I've got a t-shirt of this one which I've just put up on the screen now which is a cranium which I think you gave to me at Liggs last year yeah one of them I can't remember yeah I definitely I think I might have a a, a circuit ball for that as well I've got the cafetiere as well have you uh, still not bought that? I've not. It's like there's a a, a a wardrobe over. You won't be able to see. It. It's just at a shop, but there's a wardrobe here, and it's just like piled full of circuits. Just the to do list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a busy life for being uh, being a podcaster and a YouTuber and all this all this nonsense. Because yeah. any any time that you have, it's just like okay, like tonight's night's editing, and then then oh, I've got to film this started. And then I'm gonna put you on the spot, actually, mate. How would you fancy us doing a live stream where you build build one? Are you talking to me or are you talking to Adam? 
I was talking to uh, Mr. Budget Pedal Chat. What a built, lo- but, uh, live you, stream you build do it too if you wanted, Alex. It's, yeah, it's let's do a race. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know with uh, with the new stuff. I don't know how interesting it's going to be watching me put four capacitors on a circuit board. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, it's hardly uh, hardly prime time view. But we've got to have then Lee with one of those uh, like commentator microphones. And just really geeing up the whole process. And it's Alex. I'll tell you what, if Alex you want to make this funny, cu- you guys should show me how to do it because <laughs> it'll just be watching me burn myself every yeah. five seconds. Which and that'll be hilarious. Lee, <laughs> put it down. Yeah. What's just that? Uh, don't what put the iron like? on the desk. It's, it's going to set that, things on fire. That picture of that woman holding the soldering iron like that. <laughs> yeah, the stock photo. I thankfully only had one. In my years of bouldering, I only had one uh, bad accident with it, which is when it fell off of my uh, desk, and I caught it like a cigarette. Nice. Oh. In my, just like just, just from sheer yeah, yeah. put my hand out and caught it between my index and middle finger, and the uh, yeah. the blisters that came were not comfortable. That's um, it. Yeah. I have, I have a story a bit like that. I was um, drilling some brackets in my lights that are up here because the brackets had two holes on either side and I wanted a hole in the middle so I could just screw one hole in, uh, one screw in and be able to turn them, if that makes sense. And um, what happened was I did the first one by taking the bracket off of the light, but for the second one I couldn't be bothered. And um, basically the drill, it was one of those drills that you're supposed to use for drilling um, really wide holes. And it's got a really sharp point at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I slipped and um, it got tied up in in my jeans, but it pulled my hand tight and held my finger on it. Um, and, And it all happened over a period of like, I don't know, maybe maximum of like a second. But that's a... Bloody long time when when that that's going like ten to the dozen. Um, what I don't understand is you know it was a fairly thick drill bit and I managed to bend it and it didn't pierce my skin. It just gave me a hell of a bruise. Oh, a bruise. I was the size size of my leg. Leg. Oh, it sounds like you you, uh, you came out lucky on that one. I think yeah, really easy, but, but bloody hell, that hurt. Yeah, man. Indeed, we've got uh, we've got our, our grim mentioning uh, in the YouTube again. Uh, just just mentioning like again, love for uh, love for the pumpkins, saying like his first two albums were pumpkins and their faves. Oh, he says, oh, yeah. What's your favourite fuzz pedal? Uh, so, go that on. isn't your own. Um, it isn't mine. Go on, we'll, we'll do <laughs> your favourite Xander pedal, and then your favourite fuzz pedal. Which isn't yours? Okay, uh, out of the Xander ones, we're picking a fuzz. Uh, yeah. just, no, just anything. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll exclude the Junipero because it's not out fully yet. Um, yeah. Out of the out of the current range, um, probably the Cranium, um, which is our uh, rat-based distortion. Yeah, um, effectively every rat in in one box. Um, just because it, I mean, to me, it's like it's the sound of the first Foo Fires record. Rats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah, I love, I love that circuit. Um, yeah, yeah, it's that's, just, that's, that's a, a on that one. Yeah, yeah no, I'll, yeah, it's, it's such a <laughs> circuit. Um, so that's probably my, one of my favourites. Um, yeah. In terms of uh, 
someone else's. Uh, the guy, probably the guy that got me into building, actually, which is uh, Steve at Raygun Effects. Um, they're in Essex as well. They're you know yeah. twenty minutes on the road um, from where I am. Um, and his, uh, he, I mean, he makes loads, but um, his his uh, like super fuzz bender is really good. He's got a couple of versions of them. The Mark III is really good with the uh, with the tone control. Um, I don't know what it's based on, um, but he makes some really good stuff. He's the one that makes the uh, the Game Boy fuzz as well. I yeah. think Didn't that's, what, that's what kind of took him. You know, into yeah. the stratosphere with, with his brand, I think that really, really fired it off. Which was, it was, it was nice to see him doing really well out of it. But that's, yeah, that's how, mostly how I kind of got into building. Actually, what, what, well, one of the things that gave me the, yeah, the kind of the, the, you know, the gear up to kind of, you know, because I'd, I'd buy stuff from him and go and pick it up and see it was just like, oh, it's just one, one dude in his house making pedals. I reckon I could give, give it a go. How yeah. old could he be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It turns out a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> That's it, but now you're you're in too deep to just go. Oh, it's just a hobby. Yeah, to- yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I'm nearly five years in now. So yeah, it's too late. That's it. Yeah, I've, Stuart mentions uh, about that. How he was just how he first started, like uh, just building uh, building pedals and like building kits and stuff off like um, the uh, effects database or whatever it is. So, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he just like built some for his friends, and it it was just like a, a WhatsApp joke or something between his friends, and then he ended up like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll release this as a pedal, and then shit, I'm I'm now a pedal company. Yeah, well, basically that's kind of what kind of similar to what happened with us because like Maisie, my wife, gave me the kind of gear to to get into it properly because you know I was designing on plain enclosures, but she was like, why don't you start designing some graphics for it? Because I'm a designer by by trade. Um, she's like, why don't you just design some graphics for it and you know make a brand around it and start doing it? And I was dismissive at first, but then kind of gave it a second thought and just thought I'll, I'll give it a go and see what happens. And then five years, nearly five years later, it's, it's where it is now. Yeah, it's doing well. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. You, really, really uh, you mentioned Reagan. Are they the the guys that you did a um a collaboration with? Because didn't you? Do yeah, that? yeah. So last year we did the uh, Avalanche Soda, which was uh one of the one, yeah. one of the drives from one of the drives one of the circuits from the Avalanche my Avalanche pedal um with his uh, soda drive combined. Um, yeah, it was really fun doing a little um a little run of a of a joint pedal. Um, and there will be more coming out soon. Ooh. Exclusive. That's it. I feel like we're uh, we're getting some some pretty meaty meaty exclusives going on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it, they know people know who it's with. It's with um, it's with Champion Lecky, um, who is a Geordie who lives in Philadelphia. Um, that's uh, that's an odd combination, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but he makes he makes some really cool stuff. Um, so yeah, something with with him is going to be coming out very soon. Um, can't really say any more than that, but yeah. Won't be long. Okay. We'll keep us updated and we'll uh, announce it on on the live cast. Cool. Sounds good. Wait, wait. Uh, have we got any any final things from the uh, from the podcast watching me thingy? You know Comments, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Comments. It's like um, thirty different people saying that you're a northerner. So other than that, no, nothing. <sighs> I mean, how can so many people be so wrong? Oh no! Sorry, sorry, sorry. 30,000, sorry, sorry, 30,000. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Right, well, uh, at least we're getting viewing figures. 
<laughs> yeah, can you imagine a pretty crushed group that's it my internet wouldn't cope with it at least right no. so let's uh let's wrap it up um as a as a kind of special wrap up where do we find your stuff online uh alex if we want to uh have a have a goosey goosey uh yeah so is uh soundercircuitry.com is is the website yeah. um and just as a quick little plug um, i know it's already been posted in the group but um a lot of the remaining stuff that we have left of the the old stock is currently being chucked out on reverb uh, a discount so check out the reverb store um because mark packham has kindly set up a, a sale for me so if anyone fancies one you know check it out on reverb and get some money on if you go up to the top of the group and click on announcements, there is a link there that will take you straight to it. Cool. Nice one. And um, as mentioned at the start of the show as well, that you do you do your own uh, your own demos, and you can find them on the Zander <laughs> Zander uh, Circuitry YouTube channel, can't you? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, just type in Zander Circuitry on YouTube, and it will come up. And then yeah, on the social, it's just at Zander Circuitry on all the all the usual places. Lovely. Okay. Um, so uh, I want to add, um, just as we're wrapping up, if anyone is watching on YouTube and they hear us talking about the group, that group is Pedalboards of Doom, um, which is a Facebook group, which is where the YouTube channel comes from. Okay. Is there anything else you want to plug there, Lee? I mean, you know, uh, you do Instagram, don't you? Which is yeah, we got we got our Instagram, which will be uh live streaming too as well at some point um what else um i think it's about time we start up a twitch account as well so we're going to be doing that because apparently a lot of guitar guys are going on twitch as well alex have you seen any of that i'm not a twitch user um but i know that podcasts i watch have been you know a lot of the other stuff is not necessarily gear related but i know a lot of those guys use twitch um, so yeah, it's probably worth checking out. Can't can't hurt. I always thought it was for Minecraft. I thought that. That's exactly what I said. There's um, a lot of games. Am, am I old? Is this? Is, does that make me really old? You're younger than me, so no. Oh. I don't think <laughs> Minecraft is. So I, I'm probably the old, <laughs> the old one here. Well, it's... Speak, speaking about being old, we uh, uh, do I really have to plug my own birthday? You do, yeah. Happy birthday, Lee. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Is it today, Lee? Actually, it's today. Yeah. yeah. What a sad bastard. I mean, like, no. spending <laughs> your own birthday on a, on a live cast. I've, I've had some, um, I've had some nice messages from some people um, in the industry, and it's really nice that, you know, they don't just say happy birthday, they send you a nice in-depth message, and you're thinking, Jesus, you know, I don't, I don't want to name people, but it's, it's nice that you know people who are obviously really really busy go out of their way to kind of say hello. That's really nice. Mm. Yeah, maybe and we should do that. You know, you've made it when uh, when Stuart Tate leaves on your uh, on your timeline. <laughs> you're a you're an old cunt. <laughs> uh, Dude, that's it. That, that's it. The YouTube monetization is buggered for this one now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's how we roll. Um, so, as as Lee's not so quietly dying, I'll I'll do my plugs as well. It's uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Budget Pedal Chap. Uh, you can find me uh, every week. I do uh, 
your no talk or tones on on the YouTube, uh, which is uh, pretty uh, pretty awesome. I think we've got uh, the next one will hopefully be uh, um, uh, a pedal which is based on the circuit of um, uh, the, the the tremolo circuits from Fender amps. So that one should be rather nice. Um, I've already given it a quick play and I lost about 40 minutes to it. So it's a pretty inspiring pedal. Uh, but I love tremolo pedals. Yeah, I mean, that's what I came to the conclusion of as well. It's uh, tremolo pedals. They just make everything seem better. Yeah, yeah, they really do. A bit of tremolo and a bit of delay and, and yeah, you can just play for days. That's it. Um, but I think that's where we're going to gonna wrap the the old podcast uh give, um, give tone peter a shout okay you go you go ahead and do that um because they're um sponsoring um sponsoring us uh in in a way so um uh, i work with the guys over at Tonepedia, which is an interactive um demoing um platform so you can go on to that you can try out different playing styles for acoustics basses electric guitars pedals amplifiers speakers we've got over 600 products on there you can go on and you can try different combinations of these um these bits of gear and it's all done to an extremely high um sound quality so you know it's better than we could give you across youtube and that sort of thing so um yeah you might in the future see some zander stuff on there hopefully we'll see about that and um but there's loads of other stuff on there already um, in the meantime. Indeed, indeed. So, I think that's it. I just, I, I had one, one last question from the YouTube. Uh, okay. Do, do, you, do you ship to the US? Do I? Yes, I ship worldwide. Yeah. We ship worldwide, yeah. There you go. I did say, I think so, but... I, yeah, 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 we do, absolutely. Official. Yeah. There we go. So, you may have got you a sale there, mate. Ah, perfect. I mean, <laughs> Don't work it, <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh from from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Lee, Hey boy Lee. Boy Lee. And from Mr. Alex uh Alex Miller from uh Xander Effects. Goodbye. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Ta-da a bit. Bye. It's like it. Like the end of a 70s TV show, isn't it? With all the way. Joke time, Alec. This is rubbish, but I have one. It's okay. It has to be rubbish. If it's good, yeah. it's not It's not allowed. All right. <laughs> it's, it's no, no good, good if it's good. good. What is the least spoken language in the world? What is the least spoken language in the world? Sign language. Wait! <laughs> <laughs>